Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 60 of the Money Love Podcast. I am so excited for this week. I mentioned this in last week's episode, but this week we are actually kicking off a series that I am calling Why We Buy. And I'm just so pumped for the next couple of weeks because when it comes to money, I love talking about the why. I feel like so much of the messaging and the teachings that you get when it comes to money is the how, right? How to save, how to pay off debt, how to budget, how to negotiate a raise. And don't get me wrong, the how is important. And we do talk a lot about the how here. But I also think that a piece of the puzzle that isn't commonly evaluated is why. Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we struggle to save? Why don't we stick to our budget? Why do we impulsively spend money? When it comes to our finances, why is it that we do the things that we do? I have been wanting to do this series for a while now because I wanted to time up the release of these episodes with the holiday shopping season, which is wild to say that it's here and it's upon us. I know and I've heard from just friends and family that due to a lot of the supply chain issues that have been going on, a lot of us have already started our holiday shopping. But I also wanted to wait to do this episode because this time of year is where we do the most spending. And I would also say where we do the most unplanned spending. Retailers actually have a name for this in the industry. They call us the end-of-year consumer. Now, they call it this because as consumers at the end of the year, we are spending more, obviously. But not only are we spending more, which I get is a given, we are also spending more in a much less rational state of mind. They know, the retailers, the marketers, they know that the end of your consumer is a less rational and a more emotional consumer than compared to the purchases that we make at other times of the year. And because of that, we become much easier to manipulate through various marketing tactics. And so that's what I want to talk about in this series of why we buy. We're going to be really diving deep into the psychological drivers that drive us to spend money. And today, we're going to be talking specifically about sales and why sales are so enticing to us, what's actually happening in our brains when we're exposed to a sale. And then we're actually going to be breaking down how you can tell the difference of if you are taking advantage of the sale or if the sale is actually taking advantage of you. And then in following weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some other really powerful psychological factors like loss aversion, urgency, groupthink, scarcity, things like that, that marketers actually use to increase the likelihood that we will spend money with them. Now, I mentioned this from time to time, and I'll say it again. But when it comes to creating the results that you want to create in any area of your life, especially with money, awareness is one of the most powerful tools that we all have at our disposal. When you are paying attention to what's going on in your own brain, 
when you can witness it and when you can be aware of it, that is actually the first and most important step to implementing lasting change. And so I'll tell you that I have been learning a lot about this stuff. I've been researching it for a couple of weeks, just preparing for this series. And as I'm learning about it, it has honestly been so interesting to watch my own brain and have awareness of, oh my gosh, like all of these things that I'm learning about, I can actually see my own brain doing all of these things. It's like observing your own brain in the moment like a scientist would observe a subject in an experiment. And this doesn't have to be done with judgment of yourself, but like I always say, rather with curiosity and bringing awareness to the situation of why we do the things that we do. And so today, like I said, we're going to be talking about sales and specifically what is happening in that brain of yours when you are exposed to a sale, which let me tell you, it's pretty crazy. And I feel like that is all the time now. We are exposed to sales constantly. So I was with my mom the other day and we were out running errands and we ran into the store to get some things. And I picked up on something so interesting that she said. And it made me realize that it's a belief that I also, for a period of my life, I picked up from her. And it was definitely part of my spending philosophy. But as we were browsing, my mom picked up an item and she looked at it, but the item was full priced. It wasn't on sale. Didn't have any sort of discount. So she put it back and she was just like, well, I like it, but I don't really buy anything at full price. By the way, my mom has a very thick accent. Everybody always asks me and my sister's like, why don't you have an accent like your mom? I'm like, I don't know. We just, we didn't get the Southern accent. I honestly wish I had a Southern accent, but my mom has a very Southern accent. We just didn't get it. But that's how my mom sounds. So anyways, she liked this item, but then she put it back and she wasn't going to buy it because it was full price. And she made this comment about how she doesn't buy anything at full price. Now, when she said that, I was like, wow, like that is so interesting Like that is a thought and a belief, a construct around money that she has formed throughout her lifetime. I was even talking to one of my coaching clients about this the other day because she actually said something similar about herself. She said that, you know, she's a bargain hunter, that she doesn't buy anything unless it's on sale, which again, that is just a money self concept and a money decision that she has chosen to adopt as a part of her spending philosophy. And Don't get me wrong. There is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with these choices. I just want to say that right off the bat. But it is interesting to evaluate the psychology behind a sale or a discount and what our brains make that mean and how it actually feels to us when we buy something on sale versus buying it full price. So before we dive into the nitty gritty, I just want to reiterate again that sales are everywhere. It seems like everything eventually goes on sale, right? I read an article that even just 10 years ago, retailers sold between 15 and 20% of their inventory at some sort of promotion. Now those numbers are close to 40 to 45% of a store's inventory on average are on some sort of promotion. And that number is only continuing to rise. So the first thing is that sales are everywhere. We have just started to become conditioned to just expect them. We're not even surprised anymore when we're getting emails literally on a daily basis for a sale here and a sale there. 
And then we have to program that with the fact that we are clinically programmed to respond to sales. So when you take that and then you pair that with how many sales we're exposed to on a regular basis, it kind of creates this recipe for doing a lot of uncontrolled, unplanned spending that doesn't serve us in the long run. And listen, just in case you're new here because this episode caught your eye, you haven't been a longtime podcast listener, I do want to make sure that my stance is clear in that I don't think spending money is bad. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I believe that having a balanced and a healthy relationship with money means that you are spending it. But I want you to be spending it intentionally versus impulsively because intentional spending is the type of spending that leads to that long-term happiness and fulfillment. It doesn't come with the shame-induced crash afterwards. You're not sacrificing your long-term goals for your short-term desires. And I just want to make sure that that's clear. Spending money is not bad. I want you to be doing it, just doing it in a certain way. And so many of us, myself included, I will give you an example later in the episode, but so many of us, including me, are not perfect in this. And we are spending money that we later regret because the sale took advantage of us instead of us taking advantage of the sale. So let's talk about what actually happens in our brains when we are exposed to a sale. Like I said, our brains are wired to respond to a sale. There are hormones in our brain that activate in the reward system of our brain when you are exposed to a sale. And whenever those structures are activated, there are different groups of neurons that are triggered. And that stimulates a pleasant feeling inside of us because the chemical that triggers that reaction, which is dopamine, I know you've heard me talk about dopamine a lot, but Dopamine is one of the biggest chemical rewards that we have. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers, and dopamine receptors are actually activated when you experience something that's new or something that's exciting or challenging, okay? So this could range from anything from eating a tasty meal to drinking alcohol to winning a competitive game. So really what dopamine does is it enables us to not only see the rewards of something, but then it pushes us to take action to move towards it. So here's something that I read in an article. It said that in 2007, there was a team of researchers and they looked at people's brains as they were actually making purchases. And a part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens, I think that's how you say that, but essentially that is the brain's pleasure center. It plays a key role in releasing dopamine. That part of the brain is the part of the brain that was lighting up with activity when people found something that they wanted to buy, but the effect was even more intense when they knew that it was on sale. So the high and the rush that we get from shopping or that we get when we snag a deal, it's the same chemical reaction in our brains that we get when we are comfort eating, when we're drinking alcohol, when we're doing drugs. And this is why shopping can develop into an addiction for some. Like you've heard of people having shopping addictions. They become addicted to the high that they get while shopping because shopping and getting things on sale, it does trigger that sense of instant gratification. Now, the instant that we decide to buy, we experience a rush of those positive, feel-good chemicals in our brains. But then afterwards, what's even just as interesting 
is that similar to a drug addict or an alcoholic, those intense feelings of guilt and shame after indulging in the substance can make it really difficult to rebound emotionally. And so what happens is we just need more. We have to have more. We need that high again. We have to go back for more. And that is how things go from pleasures to addictions. Now, the crazy thing about this reward system in our brain and why it can be so tricky to overcome is that it starts to activate before we even start shopping. Dopamine starts to release in our brains when we start to think about shopping or as soon as you're exposed to the deal. Okay, so dopamine actually starts to release in our brains with the anticipation of something. So even when we're thinking about or we're anticipating spending money, our brains are already getting those squirts of that feel-good dopamine. The entire process starts when you start to look forward to it. And again, it's not that different from when you start to think about pouring that glass of wine at the end of a long day. So the reward centers in our brains light up very early on in this process. And then to compound that, you also have to know that we typically decide on purchases in a split second. We really don't give a lot of rational thought to a purchase when we're exposed to a sale. We don't employ this usual process that we go through normally where we weigh the outcomes of our decisions. That pleasurable feeling that we experience when we're thinking about snagging a deal, it's so strong that our brain actually tends to forget everything else. When we see words like sale or deal, those triggers activate the reward system in our brain a lot more. Now, to compensate, we do have regions in our brain that are supposed to rationalize, help us weigh the options, like I said, of whether a purchase is necessary or not, whether a purchase is worth it or not. But we are being confronted with discounts and the reward systems of our brains are lighting up. This other part of our brain that's supposed to help us rationalize decisions is barely active. So that's why so often it might feel like you just grab something and buy something without properly considering factors like, do I really need this? How does this purchase work into my overall spending plan? How am I going to feel about this purchase a month from now? You're not really thinking about those things in the moment. Now, here's another interesting thing that happens when you're exposed to a sale. During the sale, something that is called your body's automatic notice system, and this is the system that triggers our fight or flight response, it actually is taking control of some of your organs. And this can create a heightened response in your body. This is very similar to the response that our ancestors had when they were encountering predators. Now, this is really interesting because with the sale, we actually go into competitive mode. We become really fixated with winning. We want to feel like we've won against the retailer. We want to feel that we've won against other consumers because we got a good deal and they didn't get a good deal. And this also plays into something that we're going to be diving into next week, which is called loss aversion, which is our fear of losing out on the deal. And this fear of missing out causes another strong reaction in our brain that we have to fight against. So all of these things are happening in your brain when you are thinking about spending money and when you're exposed to a sale. And the bottom line is that when you are exposed to a sale, your brain is going haywire. 
Your reward centers are activated. Your brain is flooded with dopamine. The part of your brain that helps you think rationally are suppressed. So you're not thinking rationally. You're in a very primal, instant gratification-seeking state of mind. You're not weighing the long-term outcome of these decisions. And this is why so many of us feel like we are a slave to the sale. Like we can't say no. Like I hear a lot from my clients, they'll say, I'm just a sucker for a sale. And this is why. It's not that you're broken and it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's just that your brain is just firing away how it's been designed to do. And remember that we all associate money to being a key survival resource. And a sale actually gives us an opportunity in a sense to preserve or to keep more of that key resource than we would be able to if we bought it full price. So there's a lot of really primitive psychology that goes into why sales are so enticing to us. So not only are we up against our own human brains, (laughs) but then there's also the component of how as consumers, we have all just been conditioned to think about and expect sales to be the norm now. So like I told you, many of us have a belief that we will not buy things at full price, that you're a fool if you pay full price, that you're throwing away money if you pay full price. And these are really all just constructs around this idea of sales and discounts that many of us have been told our entire lives. But it's so interesting how those are the beliefs that we have, that you're dumb to pay full price, that it's wasteful to pay full price. Now, when I was researching this podcast, I ran across a really interesting story, and honestly, it illustrates this point perfectly, okay? So a couple of years ago, I guess, I had never heard this before, before I read about it, but a couple of years ago, JCPenney decided that they were going to change their pricing structure in their stores, and they announced that they would no longer be offering sales and discounts, but instead, they were going to move forward with a pricing structure that they called fair and square pricing. So here's essentially what they did. They told their customers, hey, before we implemented our fair and square pricing, you would come into our store and there would be a $40 top that was marked down to $20. It was 50% off, 40 to 20. But now when you come into the store, that top is just gonna be $20, okay? There's not gonna be any gimmicks, no sales, no discounts. But instead, we're just going to give you the fair and square price. And (laughs) y'all, apparently, people lost their minds. They revolted. In the article, it said that this entire ordeal dropped their sales by 20%, and it cost them over a billion dollars in revenue. So apparently, this was a very expensive sales experience. But customers were not happy with this change, with this pricing model change, because really, at the end of the day, What JCPenney failed to realize is that as human beings, we are not wired to want fair and square. We are wired to want the win. We are wired to want to feel like we got the deal, and we're wired to want to save money. And that's what sales give us. Sales make us feel like we've won. They make us feel like we've saved. They make us feel like we're being responsible with our money, even though a lot of times we're not because, again, the sale's taking advantage of us instead of us taking advantage of the sale. Now, there's even a deeper level of psychology that goes into this. And you guys, please just know that we are all 24-7 being mentally manipulated into spending money. Okay, Companies spend millions of dollars and have teams of people whose job it is to study you 
and to design their store, to craft their messaging and their marketing, to adjust their pricing strategy just right so that you are tempted to spend the most amount of money as possible. But I will say, when it comes to pricing things, there is a reason that sales are so enticing. So studies have shown that people are much more inclined to pay $25 for an item that was once valued at $50 than paying for that same item without a sale at $25. So really, it's all about the price framing, right? Because the price framing of a product is what creates the perceived value. And that is what leads to the excitement and the perception of if we're getting a good deal or not. So if you have a $50 top and it's discounted to $25, that $50 is what is called the anchor price. The anchor price is the starting price, right? It's what you would pay if you were gonna pay full price. And our brains really like to see that anchor price. And then in turn, it wants to see the sale price. That's why the pricing model that JCPenney had was actually the best model because the customers want to know that they're saving money and they're getting a deal. Again, our brains are wired for it. And so this example shows us perfectly about how it's not really about how much you're saving at the end of the day, right? But it's more so about how much you perceive that you are saving. Follow me here. If you buy a $50 top for 50% off, you spend $25. Or the company can just be like, this top is $25. In both scenarios, you're spending $25. But in the first scenario, you get to get that rush of feel-good chemicals because you think you're getting a deal. Your brain is looking at that anchor price of $50 and it's thinking about, oh, I'm getting such a good deal. I'm saving $25. This is 50% off. So we're more focused on the savings than we are about the money that we're actually spending. Now, here's what I want to spend the rest of the episode talking about. I want to talk about how can we distinguish between if we're taking advantage of a sale or if a sale is taking advantage of us, because I think it's possible for both to happen. And ultimately, I want you to be the one winning. I don't want the retailer or the marketer to be winning against you. I want to see you winning. So again, let me be clear that I don't want you to think that I'm saying not to buy things on sale because your brain is just going crazy when you do and you're not in a good mental place and blah, blah, blah. My philosophy is that if you can save the money, honey, save the money. Like I am all for putting money back into your pocket so that it can go towards other expenses and other goals. But I also believe that all of the guidelines that we talk about here in this community, they still apply. no matter if it's a sale or not. And sometimes when we're exposed to a sale and our minds are in that very instant gratification state of mind, we tend to just let the rules and the guidelines go out the door and make justifications for ourselves. But I think that if you are following the guidelines, sale or not, you are set up to win in the long run. And when you're following those guidelines, I think that that's what puts you in a position where, as I've said, you're taking advantage of the sale rather than it taking advantage of you. Now, the biggest checkpoint that we can put in place here is our guideline that we plan our spending at a minimum 24 hours in advance. Minimum. You make your purchasing decisions from your prefrontal power, which has your long-term best interest in mind from your prefrontal cortex, the part that thinks into the future 
It's not focused on instant gratification, but delayed gratification. Now listen, sometimes when I say this, this is the rebuttal that I get. Well, what if there's a 24-hour flash sale? Or what if they're going to run out of stock? I don't have 24 hours to wait. Well, okay then. If that's the case, then here's another check that you can do. Have you been considering buying this item before you knew it was on sale? Now, I'm going to give you a perfect example of this for me that I noticed recently. So a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from the company that I buy my skincare products from, and they were having a one-day-only flash sale on one of their new face serums. And it was this new serum that had come out, and truthfully, I wasn't even thinking about this serum. I wasn't considering buying it before I saw that email in my inbox about it being 50% off. Now, of course, I got this email and I opened it and my brain just went haywire. I was having thoughts like, oh my gosh, this is such a good deal. This is like a $100 face serum and it's 50% off, so that would save me $50. And so guess what I did? I bought the face serum. (laughs) Now, this was a very clear example to me of that sale took advantage of me. I did not take advantage of that sale. And here's how I know that. First of all, Pay attention to your thinking. Are your thoughts about it more about the deal or is it more about the item? Because the thoughts that I was having when I got that email were all about the deal and all about the money that I was going to save, right? Thoughts like, oh my gosh, this is such a good deal. It's 50% off. I'm saving $50. That was my brain being in a very primitive state focused on the precious resource that it wanted to be saving in the moment. I realize now that it wasn't even about the face serum and the value that I would get from the face serum. I didn't follow my own rules. And 24 hours prior, I wasn't even thinking about that face serum. I had never even considered buying it before. I had no plans or desire to buy it. But when it was 50% off, my brain went into sale mode, deal mode. And I ended up spending the money not even really because of the item that I was buying, but because of the deal that I was getting. Now, I can tell you what happened. I got the face serum, to be honest, didn't love it. (laughs) And now it's sitting underneath my bathroom sink, collecting dust, probably until I throw it away three years from now when I clean out underneath my bathroom sink. So really, when you think about it, who won in that situation? I certainly don't feel like I won. I spent $50 for a face serum that I really didn't even want, And I was suckered into it solely because my brain was in sale mode and it was more focused on getting the deal than the actual item that I was buying. And I think that all of us can say that we have examples of that. And the truth is, a lot of times we are buying things simply because they're on sale, right? It doesn't matter what the item is. It only matters that we're scoring the deal. When it becomes more about the deal than it is about the item, the sale is taking advantage of you, not the other way around. And this is why I say, plan your spending ahead of time. Know where your money is going to go. And of course, if you want to buy something and you decide like, hey, I want to get this face serum, but I don't want to pay full price for it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. I think that's fantastic. Truly, I do. I want you to save money where you can save money. But so many of us are not doing that. And we are making purchasing decisions under the guise that, oh, I got such a great deal when really it wasn't a great deal at all because the real winners in that scenario are the retailers who got you to impulsively buy something. Now, if you remember from a couple of weeks back when we were talking about sufficiency, we spent some time talking about the fulfillment curve. 
and how on one side of the curve, you're doing intentional spending before you've reached your point of enough. And then on the other side of the fulfillment curve, you're doing impulsive spending, typically once you've passed your point of sufficiency and enough. Now, it's important to note that you can shop a sale on either side of that fulfillment curve. You can make intentional purchases that are on sale, and you can also make impulsive purchases that are on sale. But it's helpful, again, to be more focused on the item rather than the deal and ask yourself, which side of my fulfillment curve will this purchase be on, on the intentional side or the impulsive side? Now, another question that I find is really helpful to ask myself is, would I buy this item full price? Now, I've given this tip before and people do not like this tip, but I'm going to tell it to you anyways because I think a lot of people's reasoning is kind of off. The response I sometimes get is, well, no, I wouldn't buy it full price. That's why I'm buying it on sale. So what they're really saying when they say that is, the value exchange for this item is not met for me if I had to pay full price, but it is met for me when I pay the discounted price. And remember, when I'm talking about the value exchange, I'm talking about the value of the money that you are exchanging for the value that you get for the item that you're buying. And one of our guidelines for being a good spender from episode 49 is to make sure that the value exchange is met when you're spending money, which means that the item that you're buying holds more value to you than the money that you used to buy it. Now, I do think that this argument can hold up when we're talking about larger ticket items that cost more, which means that the discount in terms of a dollar amount can be more. So for instance, when you're saying like an $800 TV that you got for 50% off on Black Friday, and you're saying, okay, the value exchange for this TV is not there for me at $800, but it is there for me at $400. Again, this goes back to the important principle of being more focused on what you're paying for the item, not on what you're saving on the item. But so many of us, when we buy something on sale, we are more focused on what we saved instead of what we spent. And I want you to be more focused on what you're spending not on what you're saving, and evaluating if that value exchange is there for you at the price that you're buying it for. But going back to the question of would I pay full price for this? Again, some people don't like that question, but I actually think it's a really important question to think about because think about this. If you get an email for a $50 pair of leggings and the leggings are 20% off, you can go through this mental exercise of, okay, the full price the anchor price, right, of these leggings is $50. They are 20% off right now, so I can buy them for $40. But would I buy the leggings at $50? Do I want them enough? Do I see enough value in this purchase decision to pay the full price of $50? And y'all, I get it, okay? Like we all wanna save where we can save. And yes, if you can save the $10, save the $10. But if you're not willing to buy something for $50, but you are willing to buy it for $40, and it's not something that you planned ahead of time, honestly, I think what you're trying to do in that situation is you're trying to justify an impulse purchase to yourself. So yes, asking the question, 
Would I buy this item full price can be helpful in some purchasing decisions because yes, from time to time, we are making those bigger purchases and we're snagging them at those fantastic deals, like on a Black Friday deal where you can get something 50% off. But I will say, and we all know this, let's be honest with each other. The majority of sales that we're taking advantage of, or rather are taking advantage of us, they're smaller items where the savings that you're getting when you really do the math is minimal. So again, when people say to me, no, I wouldn't buy it full price. That's why I'm buying it on sale. But if you catch yourself saying that, it could be a really good indication that the sale, the deal, the savings, and the psychological effect that it's having on your brain that we talked about in this episode is actually outweighing the value that you're getting from the product or the transaction. And it's really more so the sale and the deal that's driving that purchasing decision rather than what you're actually buying. Like I said, if you'd buy the leggings for $40, but not for $50, it's probably not about the leggings. So let's recap. You will know that the sale is taking advantage of you if you have not planned the purchase ahead of time or you haven't thought about purchasing it before. If you are more focused on the deal and the savings that you're getting than the item and what you're spending on the item and the comparison to the value exchange of that. If the savings are somewhat minimal that you're getting from the deal, like our leggings example, and you ask yourself, would I pay full price for this item? And the answer is no. If the answer is no, if you're not willing to pay 50, but you are willing to pay 40, that's probably a good indication that it's more so the sale driving that decision than your actual need or desire for the item. And lastly, you'll know that a sale is taking advantage of you if afterwards you feel a crash. You get that buyer's remorse after coming off the high that you've gotten from spending. At least from my personal experience, I did have some spending shame about that face serum. I felt the guilt and the shame for a little bit. And then like I always try to do, have love and compassion for myself. I pulled myself back into being curious about why did I do that? What was going on in my brain? What was I thinking? What was I feeling that led to that action? But what I've noticed is that when you are following the guidelines, when you're planning your spending ahead of time, when you are making sure that that value exchange is met and it's there, very rarely will you experience the spending crash because you're being intentional with your spending. You know that you're doing what's best for your best interest. And if that means that you're getting something on sale, that's fantastic. But it also means that you're not simply buying something solely for the reason that it's on sale. Those are two very, very different things. So if typically you find that you experience an emotional crash after your spending, evaluate that because it could mean that the sales taking advantage of you instead of the other way around. Now, you guys, there's just there's so much more to say here. There are so many other factors that go into our purchasing decisions. There's so many mind tricks that these retailers use against us to manipulate us into spending money. We are truly just getting started, but I hope that you have enjoyed this first episode of the Why We Buy series. That's going to be taking us through the next couple of weeks. It really is so fascinating understanding the why behind why we buy. And sales are a huge part of that. They play on every mental need that we have, basically, which is why they are so enticing, but also why indulging in them and not having this awareness and these tools to combat them can be really detrimental to our finances. 
So that's what I have for you this week. And before we sign off, I'm just going to ask one favor. If you know someone in your life who could benefit from this series, this Why We Buy series, if you have maybe a family member or a friend who has expressed to you that they want to be more intentional with their spending or that they're struggling with shopping, online shopping, anything like that, please don't be shy about sharing the podcast. And you can even tell them, hey, just go ahead and start on episode 60 and tune in for the next couple of weeks so that they can get this help. Because like I said, we can't work to fix what we don't realize is going on. And I know a lot of us who struggle with the spending, we think that we're broken. We think that inherently there's just something wrong with us. But in fact, that's not the case. It couldn't be farther from the truth. Your brain is just wired and operating the way that it's been designed to operate, and there's no need to feel shame in that. But we absolutely have tools at our disposal to address those things and just be more intentional in how we show up in our lives, both with our finances and other areas. So I love you guys so much. Please don't be shy about sharing the show. You can share it on Instagram and tag me at Paige L. Pritchard. I always love and appreciate the support that you guys show me week to week so much. So. Have a fantastic week. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.